No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Do I look like <laughs> <laughs> Hey now. Hey, everybody. Hey. Head over to shoptourbus.com. Shoptourbus. Online or at shoptourbus on Instagram and hook yourself up so you don't look fucked up. Hook it up for that Valentine's Day. Um, they love each other? Yes, they do. Right? Yes. And Foolish <laughs> Heart? And Foolish Heart. Right? Yeah, right? So, yeah, go check out Shop tour bus and check out all their merch they've got t-shirts they've got hoodies they've got kids stuff they've got stickers they have a bunch of fun stuff with amazing box that it comes in yep it is the box babe it's a little love bomb it's a bomb but it's not no don't say bomb but it won't hurt you it's a love bomb (laughs) so what happens is you put in the promo code no simple road when you check out this little box of joy and fun arrives. and happiness comes to your house free of shipping free because shipping. you put in free the promo shipping. code no simple road and that box is one of a kind there is no other box like that box on the planet what that box has inside is what you ordered but also a one of a kind grateful dead lyrics scrawled on the inside beautifully artfully done the shirt is rolled wonderfully with this beautiful piece of twine there could maybe be a miracle bootleg, a bootleg cassette grateful dead tape on the inside there's all kinds of little extras love attention detail all and of it. fun and, and, r- and right now is no time to mess around go over there because they're going to start retiring some of these shirts no they're going to be retiring some of these shirts right now bird songs getting ready to go away oh, into no. the locker oh that's true they said they're going to tease them and drop them and eventually bring them all back but get over there and get these special ones before they yeah. disappear before they disappear that's right so head over to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on instagram put in the promo code no simple road when you check out and get more than you bargained for Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening.
We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. you're doing man half the time i'm confused and the other half i'm the one confusing you guys that's, that's true hey now no mm-hmm. simple road family how you guys doing this week hello everybody say hi apple hi apple so uh, i want to oh. get i want to just get jump right into something that so when we talk about um our sponsors at the beginning and the middle of the show sometimes there's more that i want to say and uh it, it's i don't want to kill you with a 45 minute commercial but yeah. I have to tell you guys something, man. If cannabis is legal where you're at and you're a cannabis person, aficionado, yeah. go go wherever you live and go get yourself some, some of the cannabis bath salts. Yeah. Man, that stuff is a game changer. I'm going to tell you something. This <laughs> week, I had a long day at work. It was the, it was the end of the week and it was, it was Friday night, yes, actually. It was. And, uh. We had eaten dinner. It was time to like chill, watch a movie, do whatever. And I was like, hey, Mel, let's take a bath. Use the bath salts. And her and I got in the bathtub, man. And <laughs> I forgot about this. The, b- both of us within, I want to say three minutes. I, maybe three minutes. I fell asleep in the bathtub and only woke up because I farted. <laughs> <laughs> but That's what you see if you're going to share. I was yeah, going to say, yeah. tell them how you it, woke man. up because you, you guys came out cracking up. Uh, it, okay. So I. I'm, I get in the tub and I'm falling and I'm falling asleep and I, and I'm like, it was kind of like tripping it, a little bit. Yes. It and felt I was like, like we were, it felt like we were under something more than just bath salts. And I, I'm like, is this real? Is this really? Ha- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was amazing. Well done. Well done. Yeah. It actually did happen. I was relaxed. Usually, usually you exaggerate, but this is, that's exactly how it happened. Yeah, man. It was, the water was so hot. <laughs> I was so literally burning and we just laid down and 
passed out. Both of us. And that's why I forgot about it because I was, <laughs> it like totally escaped my mind. And it was such a good unplug for the end of the week. Totally. This is like the third time, too, that Aaron's taken a bite. He looks like he's going to start drooling. Yes. When he comes back out. He couldn't the, get out of the into tub. the rest of the house. I couldn't get out of the bathtub, man. Just like slack jawed. You're just like, huh. He, he's like trying to get out and he, he couldn't even do this to his foot. I couldn't move he my couldn't foot move back. His foot, like a foot, not even a foot. Oh man! Oh my god! So yeah, oh, it's just a public service announcement. If Get you're, yourself some bath salts. If you're f- yeah. if you're fucking stressed out, man. If Plus you're they were a hard fun, time. huh? Because they were these were the fizzy bath salts, and so it wasn't just like the ones that dissolved. These were the ones that like did a little bubble bath. And Aaron was all excited. And I was. Like I was like, kid. let's wait for the. Boy. I don't want to put the fizzies in first, man. I want to have it in there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Look, it's okay to be a kid. Yeah, it's more than okay to be childlike and have that excitement about you and that innocence and fun. I think that part of the problem with the world today is that everybody has this idea that when they're an adult and I'm doing air quotes, that they have to act like an adult and no Which, man, you have to handle, you have to handle your and business. That's what I, yeah. Like, Paying what your that bills. Mean? Okay. Like calling people back, going to work. But when it comes to like the zest of life, like, on your way home, do something fun and cute. I still fucking um, love cartoons. Yeah, yeah. You, can, when yeah. you can take care of all your responsibilities and still be fun and youthful. Yeah, you don't have I to agree be with that. rigid about everything. Unless that's your bag, I guess. You Unless be, you find that you can fun. Be square. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can totally be square. Yeah, you're you allowed square. to be square. You're allowed to be whatever you want. I'm square, be circle, and be that kind of segues us into this oh. week's guests. So yeah, this was super this was fun. an awesome swap cast, you guys, that we've done. If How many? This is our first or second. Second, we did one with Fear of a Craft Beer Planet. That's right. Yes. So yeah, this is our second uh, swap cast um, with Almost Familiar Podcast with hosts uh, Wes and Elizabeth. Elizabeth. And we did this back in, um, we did in, this last year sometime. In November, December. Yeah. <laughs> we did this last November year sometime. And ish. they released theirs just this past week and I listened back to their intro and then the, the show and it was... You know, when you do a, a really good job and you get the equal reward that you do f- get for doing a good job. That's how I felt about that podcast. I felt like we had done a good job. We were being acknowledged and we were able to help and just be there for them also. Like, well, also like be being on their podcast, <clears throat> it takes the pressure off in a, in a weird kind of a way of having, having to come up with everything that we're doing. For me, anyway, like I, I was able to relax and um, talking to those two is probably one of my favorite things that we've done on No Simple Road. Really? Really. Why? Just because of the way it felt. It um, really did. It was. It, it felt it, a certain way. It did. And um, in listening back, I heard. So we will get feedback from our listeners about the show. And they'll tell us, you know, hey, the show is relatable or, hey, the show helped me through this or that. Or I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys. Hang on. I got a fucking frog in my throat. <clears> throat> Rabbit. Fly or. And, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and um, I'm doing it, babe. Do it. So from my perspective, I don't I, I understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, but. <laughs> 
but I don't have the feeling behind it because it didn't happen to me. I intellectually understand it, but I don't feel that. And this episode, I, I teared up during this a couple of times and uh, listening back. I did too. Because I, I felt the weight of the, the conversation, it, the interaction between all of us. We had definitely a different, a special kind of magic between the five of us. Like there was, of course, uh, mutual admiration and, and care for, you know, but that aside, you can feel that with somebody and not have that kind of magnetic and great connection that we all had. And we're all over the place. All of us are all, all over different coasts and we're having this fantastic conversation. It was just um, listening back. Like I said, I just felt like validated for what we do, um, appreciative to be invited onto their show and to listen to their perspective on what we do and to be wanting to be mirrored after what we do. Well, even, um, even more than the mutual admiration part of it, it well, was, that's why I said that's the least of yeah. it. That, that, that doesn't, it, I only say that because there, that is, it, we have to not, I have to acknowledge that that's true. Yeah. It was, it was something really wonderful that happened. Like it's a cross generational thing. Yeah. It, that was great too. It, it, made me um it just made me remember in the midst of of pandemic quarantine and all of that how much how important and how much i miss music even more and made me excited to go to a pretty light show with them oh and, yeah and to finally <clears throat> meet wes and give him a hug we got to meet elizabeth um a while back and uh but f- just get to hang out with the two of them. And uh, it's it's just one of my favorite things because I got to experience our show as a listener. Oh, yeah. that's great. It was, it was fun to be interviewed, too. We're usually asking the questions, yeah. mm-hmm. and that was fun. They got away from us a couple times because we it was a swap cast. We were going back and forth. We had to remember. Yeah, I, I wrote a <laughs> I, I, note. And I'm like, remember, we we're yeah. on their podcast but, too. And the funnest thing about it is the enthusiasm these two have and what their podcast is doing. If you read what it's about, you know, they're talking about, they're very interested in the way our community and the Grateful Dead jam band is so similar to the EDM, to the Pretty Lights community. Pretty Lights community, because it's about the same thing about love, kindness, everything like that. So to have them ask us to be on was was an honor mm-hmm. to be on with them and we also we find out and you'll, you'll hear in this that we helped inspire them mm-hmm. to do a podcast when elizabeth was here talking to you about it and this was just kind of one of those kind of full circle things from the time we met elizabeth when christina was here which that to was a, doing a this with them and see them creating something so magical for their community yeah man it's a uh, it's I always say like the mycelium of no simple road and that almost familiar is part of the mycelium of the show. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just, you know, bringing it just a little bit to the side of um, the show, meeting Christina and for the first time when they came, that was, that was amazing. Total trip. That was the same feeling. And, and when I listened to the uh, swap cast back, I re- was reminded that I felt like that when they were here. Mm, yeah. 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 When all those, when the girls came, it was such a 
blessing. They came and they brought their beauty, their energy, their fun, their, it was, it was a beautiful time. And yeah. so this podcast, um, I'm really proud of this one and I, just yeah, for so, everybody to hear the, the fantastic conversation. And I, and I just got to say too, to you, you guys are listeners. If you listen to this, you need to go over and listen to at least their intro. You know, yeah, listen interview, to their intro. But listen to their cool. intro because it made us all feel so good. So, you know, Wes and Elizabeth, we appreciate it. You guys are so cute the way you like danced around. We're not calling you old. We are older. Than yeah, you. we're older. These communities cool. are okay. the same. We're not, we're, we don't so, feel care about that. Yeah, it was, it was so <laughs> fun. Granny. I really enjoyed listening to your intro and it just really made us all tearful with joy. Well, that, you, you know, that's something going back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this intro about being a kid still. Oh, yeah. I am older. Yeah. I, th- I that's a, badge of honor i made it this far i didn't i didn't crap out i i you know almost almost did it was close but i didn't and i have the experience of 49 years on the planet i know i'm glad i didn't too but i have the experience of 49 years on the planet and i'm proud of that man and i don't find that being almost 50 is a bad thing or being 50. Oh, right? hell no, it's fine. Fuck that. It, and you, you know, it's even cool or, or like this too. What was so cool about that? We're like, these people that are younger want to hang out with us. Oh my god, That gosh. makes me feel good. They like us. You guys, they really you guys like also, us. when you, on your intro, when you val- you've helped validate me and kind of a, I kind of got my initiation at summer meltdown. And like you guys were saying like, well, that's a heck of a lineup, you know, Tipper and G Jones and Closey and Polish Polish ambassador. So can't wait to party with you guys, especially. I can't wait to party. Yeah. I mean, shit, let's be honest, man. I was thinking today. (laughs) Shit, let's be honest. Yeah, I just want to party. Are we not being honest up until now? Yeah, right. I mean, I, I was telling Apple, like it's, at this point, it's like you're in an open air sentencing. Like, okay, no, no festivals for you. We're for, awaiting trial. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're just doing that on the store this morning. Yeah, no. Nope. Then it's like, oh, you get some yard time. You know, you can go out in the yard and sit at the table and eat. Oh nope, not anymore. Nope, nope back in your back cell. In, back in, but the cell is wonderfully beautiful and amazing, and you have everything you could ever want. But you just can't do this one thing that's really important to you that you love so much. But I. I really, really miss it, and this interview, Swapcast, whatever you want to call it, conversation is what it actually was, really underscored the depth that I'm missing that thing. It's it's bad. I, I mean, it's not tearing me apart or anything, but it's definitely a hole in my heart. Like, Like, when you love somebody with all your heart, and they go away and you know, they're going to be gone for like, it's how people must feel when their partner is deployed is how I imagine that. Like they're still alive. Everything's okay. But you don't know when you're they're still come together, back. but you don't know when they're coming back and you miss them just like with everything that you have. That's how it feels. I don't think that's how it feels. Cause one of my girlfriends, she had her man deployed and she was, having a really 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 hard time okay i imagine no nobody's having a great time and this is it's it's our medicine it's our way to shake it off it's our way to connect with our outside family 
It's our way to listen to new inspirational um, sounds. And when you don't have that, that is a hole in your heart. That is a a sad, like, you know, and everybody's feeling it collectively, whether we're saying those same words or not, we're feeling these gapes of um, our societal, you know, missing each other. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to put that. You know, I've been saying to Mel, like, the feeling that I get is like, what do we do now? And um, I was taking that feeling and applying it to No Simple Road. And, and I was telling Mel and Apple, like, I want to start having some more uh, information for you guys on what the fuck do we do now? And so I've been booking guests that have um, some background in the what do we do now <laughs> section of life. Um <clears throat> Coming up in a, in a few weeks, we're going to be talking to Gordon White. Uh, his podcast is called Rune Soup, and he's a magician and an amazing, <clears throat> amazing guy and has some really practical, useful information. And uh, so I wanted to have him on the show so that he could share that with you guys so you could hear it. And then <clears throat> in about 10 minutes, we're going to be talking with Jeff Firewalker Schmidt. Oh my gosh, I'm really excited for this, everybody. And he did a collaboration with John Medeski and uh, called Saint Disruption. And uh, it, this guy is a, a tabacero. He is an advocate for indigenous people. He is a, a PhD. He is a martial arts expert. He went to college at the age of 15. Just this litany of accomplishments and this guy is a just martial a, arts master too i, I said that oh because it's still sta- it's astounding master. to two martial arts that's right <laughs> so, probably so i over the next bit of time we're going to be bringing you some a, a little bit different content that that'll uh help you guys make it through the the weird world that we're in right now and, and give us some tools to help navigate the funky space that we're in so yeah but right now what we're going to do is do the business and get you to the interview. Do the business? Yeah, do the man. business? Uh, do you, I'll do it. I can do it. You want me to do it? Well, I was just going to ask, were you not doing our weeks or not? Nah. Okay. We, we, well, I had a great week. <laughs> there you go. Mel me too. Biggest thing this week, I'm going to bring this up for all of us, and we will be reporting on this, is Aaron and Melanie got some munchy inspiration. Oh. They ordered a care package from Milk Bar in New York. And we have crack pie, birthday cake, birthday truffles, cookies from the, you just need to look up Milk Bar if you oh. don't know who that is. What's her name? Christina Tosi. Christina Tosi. Shout out oh, Christina Tosi. Yeah, we love you. You don't even know it. Maybe we'll even have her on the show. Aaron bought the cookbook and is starting to make things out of it. That, that would be amazing. Yeah. But that that that's the best part. Well, not the best part, but that is a big thing you know of our week. We were so excited for this to come. This is where everybody says you put your money where you want to put your money where your love where is. your love is or wh- wh- something that inspired you that's why we pay for concert tickets and you know buy art and stuff like that because we want to support those people that inspire us and that we want to see flourish and if they're more successful maybe we'll get more inspiration yeah mel like you guys know i've gotten into like baking and stuff during the quarantine and all that and mel and i have gotten into watching chef's table on netflix and it's so inspiring that and show that particular episode with Christina Tosi, I don't know why. I, I was telling Apple 
last night. Like somebody that can take ordinary and make it extraordinary is a magician in my book. She's an artist. So she, she could take like, she's a creator Kellogg's cornflakes craft fricking baby marshmallows, oatmeal and sugar that you buy at the grocery store and turn it into something that starts a snack revolution. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's magic, man. Yes. And I know it sounds silly, but it was super inspiring because it was cute. You guys, we were laying in bed and we had just finished watching it and he was like, I want to order her book. I want to order. No, her. I said, you know, I'm ordering her book, right? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, and then you went on the website and we saw that there was treats and I was like, buy it. Let's do it. I was like, you really want to spend $140 on treats? Yeah, we did. We spent $140 on snacks <laughs> for across the country snacks that we've never tasted. <laughs> we've never even tasted these. We just believed in her and we, and, I wanted to put $140 in her pocket. I did. There was part of me that thought you guys were a little nuts until I, you were like, you got to watch it. I watched the episode last night. Right as I finish it, I come upstairs to tell them that I had finished watching it, that I can't wait for the stuff to show up, and it was totally worth $140. And Aaron's like, it just came. And it came in this dope box. It was like yeah. an odd, like oblong, square, a rectangular box. Funky with the cool milk script on it, and it had a little styrofoam uh, cooler mm -hmm. with ice packs all around it with the birthday cake intact and then the little pie crack pie along with a cube box like a cookie box a which cookie we'll report box. back on the crack pie because we're trying that tonight right? yeah it's yeah. in the fridge it's defrosted <laughs> okay. it's ready to go all right so check it out you guys we're gonna get you to almost familiar Swapcast. oh that's right yeah wow Mel, you forgot where we were um <clears throat> listen I need you guys to do me something. Do me a favor. Do me a solid. Do me oh, some we, have, solid. we have a... Follow us on all the social media platforms at No Simple Road. One of the things you can do for No Simple Road if you want to be a sweetheart human being Aww. is tell a friend yeah. that is interested in the stuff that you're interested in about the show because word of mouth, I think, probably is the best advertising for No Simple Road mm -hmm. because it's human and it's personal and it's real and it comes from the heart. And it just keeps spreading and they tell someone and they tell someone. And, and then someone. if you want to go a step further and be a really double sweethearted human being, <laughs> you can leave us a review like this person did. Yeah, we did. We got a review. We've been asking for one. So this one, somebody this came one's special through then. for us. So this is from... And I, I like this. It says no nickname. Usually there's a nickname. This is this is from Dana. Uh, just a great listen. Five stars. Just wanted to thank you for what you are doing. I can't make it any more simple than saying you are creating a great vibe. Interviews are informative and entertaining. Chatter is real, reflective, and often very relatable. Keep it up. Stay positive and appreciate. Dana. I like that adjective, reflective. Thank you, Dana. Yes, I appreciate thank you, Dana. that. Thank you, Dana. And you know what? That person, whoever you are right now, that's got their finger poised over their phone, getting ready to leave another review. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Person, you. whoever you are out there. We'll find out next week. That's right. Yeah. So go, go for it. You guys leave us those reviews. And then you can even go another step further. I told you next week next week i told you next week because i'm Whoa. in the future and you're in the past future, and i can talk right. to you from there i told you last week 
<laughs> about how you're all producers of No Simple Road, right? Yeah. You guys produce the energy that keeps No Simple Road going. So monetary is part mm-hmm. of that thing. So if you want to help No Simple Road out, you go to I was going to say chandonator.com. <laughs> Patreon. That's great. That's in the future. Yeah. We start <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash no simple road is the financial world of no simple road. That is how we pay for everything that we need to pay for. And I've told you a million times, 2020 and 21 have been a financial turd for no simple road. <laughs> and so we need your help, man. Um, help us out. Go over there, sign up, become a Chan donator. You get cool stuff. You get money off or percentage off merch. You get all kinds of cool knickknacks. Mel's going to send you a, a, a collage. Um, I am if- almost done with your beautiful collage, Abigail. I It's still fest. It's on, on my desk and it's got a few more finishing touches. It's really cool. I can't wait for Abigail to see it. So yeah, if you want to be like Abigail, you could sign up for 20 <laughs> bucks a month. You'll get a... You'll get a collage. Or you get, could just ask me for one. Yeah, like you could, you could probably just, just like, write. Ask she me. Likes like, hey, you do that. I think that'd be kind of cute. And, and then like, All right, it's fine. if you don't want to do any of those things that I just talked about and you just want to tell us a cool story, you can call 971-808-1524. That number again yeah. is 971-808-1524. The tepid line. That is our tepid line. It is not hot. It is not lukewarm. It is tepid. Mm-hmm. It is tepid. And you can call there and you can give us a recipe or you can tell us a story about your first show or you could tell us just tell us a joke yeah tell us about <laughs> you when you bought your puppy because everybody seems to be buying puppies or during the pandemic you could tell us about the very first time that you ever saw your first pretty lights show oh shit yeah. why don't you pretty light listeners your crossovers leave us a voicemail about your experience with your you know turning on like elizabeth says she likes that or getting on the bus or or getting it for your pretty lights show, because that would be cool. Yeah, we want to hear those. And last but not least, www.nosimpleroad.com is where you can go to get all the back um, back issues. This is not a magazine. All the back uh, episodes. Jesus, what the hell's the matter with back me? episodes? Back episodes of No Simple Road, and also you could sign up for the newsletter there. I send those out every once in a while, and also. There is no simple road merch up there and you, there's hoodies, there's coffee cups and fanny packs. And if you want to outfit yourself with some no simple road gear and put some money in the pocket and no simple road, not a lot, but just a little, you can hook us up that way and hook yourself up. And it is a reciprocal wheel of love and attention and affection that goes between you and us and the world out there. So are you guys ready for the interview? I think, I think I know I'm ready. I think everybody else is ready. I'm super ready because I'm starving. All right. Wes and Elizabeth That's not from true. I'm a Almost, Almost familiar. familiar. Thank you guys for doing this with us. We are honored to have been on your show and to have you have been on our show. And my words aren't <laughs> coming out good. So without further ado, <laughs> we give you Almost Familiar. Well, welcome, you two fantastic, wonderful human beings. I'll let you introduce yourselves. Um, but yeah, welcome. You should introduce yourself because their audience doesn't know That's who true. you are. That's true. You're right. Um, mm-hmm. This is Mel with No Simple Road, uh, one of the ho- one of the three hosts that we have. And I'm Aaron, one of the three hosts of No Simple and Road. And the conductor. And, and yeah, that's me. And I'm Apple. I'm the third, the third of the three hosts. <laughs> yes, uh, of No Simple Road. And today we have somebody. We have two somebody's joining us. So why don't you introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell them who you are, what you do? 
Sure. So my name is Elizabeth. Uh, I am one of the co-hosts for the Almost Familiar podcast, which we started this year. Um, we focus on what we call the neo-hippie festival community that occurs at the intersection of jam music and electronica. And honestly, one of the reasons I started it was after hearing your podcast, after hearing No Simple Road, because I was interested in learning a little bit more about uh, the Grateful Dead culture, because as I went to, I haven't been to many, to too many shows, but as I started going to see Dead and Company, I kept drawing all of these parallels between your community and the community that Wes and I are part of. And I just wanted to unpack that a little bit more. And so as I was exposed to content about the Grateful Dead, about Fish, about that kind of community, um, I was introduced to your podcast by my good friend, Christina. And I was like, this is such a cool way to cover the community and the music and the culture. And I wish something like that existed about the culture that I'm a part of. And so instead of waiting for that for someone else to create it, I was like, maybe I should just create it with my good wow. friend Wes. Yeah. That's, awesome. Wow. That's really awesome. How long did that take for you to turn that around, you know? Honestly, like a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, cause I was because Christina honestly is the person that um encouraged me to do all of this. And for those of you who don't know, Christina Yeah, give um, Christina at- a little bio. Yeah, Christina works at Osiris Media. I think she's like the director of operations. So I know you talk to her a lot um, with your podcast, but she and I have known each other since we were 11. So um, she's been part of my life for a long time. And I told her that I had been, that I started writing again about music festival culture. And she encouraged me um, to do this podcast. So she's been super, super supportive um, along the way. But it was it was really hard to get it off the ground because I'm much more of a writer and that's like the medium that I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. So to try to do audio and like hearing myself talk has been really, really weird. Um, (laughs) And, you know, there's it's just so much more improvisational, but it's been it's been really fun to experiment with, but I have to say the first couple drafts that I, I tried to do it by myself first, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> um, so I'm glad, I'm really glad that I was able to to get Wes on board to to help me out because um, the first drafts were not really that good. But I, I think that's kind of part of the creative process, from what I've learned, is that you have to just get the it, it's kind of bad at first. Get you got to get the crap out. out. Yeah. Yep. You just got to get something out and maybe it's bad at first, but that's the only way you improve. So, but once I started doing it with Wes, it got a lot better. <laughs> so how did that happen? Wait, Wes? Wait, yeah. Well, let's get Wes to introduce oh, himself. I am Wes of the other half of almost familiar. And, um, you know, again, just to give Christina a shout out, she had just kind of shout talked out. to me and she was like, you know, like, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And I was like, oh, like, I'd love to talk about music more. Cause that's my entire life. You know, I, um, pre COVID, you know, was working very deep in the music industry. I worked on the venue level. I was our marketing director, box office manager, production manager, just kind of like the wow. guy, you know, and like <laughs> I eat, sleep and I breathe music. But inversely, like I got into the scene through jam bands. So, you know, mm. I went to my first festival was Modown. you know, I'm up, I'm up in upstate New York. So I went to Modown and was just like, Whoa, like, this is like a whole different kind of community. Like I've never seen anything like this. And it just felt very, very much like I was home for the Mm -hmm. first time outside of my actual home. And then, you know, from that, I got the bug, you know, and was just going to things nonstop, started street teaming and ended up working for this venue. And that's what I was doing for the last seven years. But COVID happened 
And then that, you know, I just, like I said, Christina had reached out and I initially was like, so cool. But like, I can't do this by myself. And the first person I thought it was like Elizabeth and I called her and she was like, oh my God, like I've been thinking the same, like, let's do this. Yeah. So and it's been at the same really, time? really fun. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, a cool thing. Like, <clears throat> I don't know about outside of these communities, but inside of them, those synchronicities happen often. And if you're paying attention, they happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're always there. To that's be one of my favorite things about this world that we're in is, is that kind of magic happening? Like you could have been taking up baking. You know what I'm saying? Like every other person during quarantine, <laughs> but you did, you weren't, you were, thinking about that and so was she and then so but thing. how do you two know each other how did that like you said you called elizabeth how did you how do you know each other from coast to coast that's another crazy synchronicity story so yeah wes it really I, is wes and i both went to syracuse university for undergrad and during our freshman year we actually happened to live um, in these buildings that were connected to each other but we didn't cross paths until after we graduated because um I don't know, just for a variety of reasons. Like I, I remember seeing Wes's face around for sure, but we just never, we just never talked. And then I think my fiance, Ethan, was working as a street teamer for Wes's venue, the Westcott. I don't know if you were there at the time, Wes, were you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he wasn't a great employee, but I grew to love him <laughs> as a person. So it worked out. Um, and so through that, I think we all linked up at a string cheese incident show in Syracuse. And then we all realized that we love pretty lights, pretty lights is, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the musician band, pretty yes. lights. But yeah. that yes, is, we are. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's good. Especially that you after are. Um, you came. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We kind of have that um, impact on people sometimes for better or for worse, but um, our, our almost familiar is named after a pretty light song. Um, and it's the thing that has really kept us friends despite being on opposite coasts for for a long time so we're really we're just really grateful for that connection because once we realized that we all like pretty lights we started traveling to see his shows together all over the country yeah and it was really important for us because at the time that elizabeth and i like really started developing a connection she was living in new york city and you know i was still hanging out with her boyfriend ethan a lot because he still lived in syracuse but we would really only hang out like when Elizabeth is up for the weekend, we would catch a live stream, you know, we'd smoke some blunts and just kind of kick back and cool. And then, you know, it became a thing where that once Ethan moved, I would only see them at pretty light shows across mm. the country. So it's just like, wow. you know, it's, it's how it is in our corner of the world. You know, you keep these bonds through music. Now we're doing it through the podcast about music. Yeah. Wow. man. It's so you say that it was hard to get off the ground and because you, you're, main space is writing. What was, what do you think the hardest thing? I know what it was for us, like in the beginning, but for you, what was the hardest part of it? Was it the technical side of it? Was it listening to your voice and feeling that cringe feeling like I did? Is it like, I still do not feeling like like good. What was it for you? The hardest part you think? You know, those, those two things that you just mentioned are still things that we struggle with. Like the technical aspects is something that we're still trying to wrap our head a- around. But I think what was hardest for me is that like, I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to my writing. So like, honestly, the first draft, I think, and I think Christina sent it to you, by the way, and you gave me feedback and thank you so much for listening to that yeah. absolute piece of garbage. Cause what I did was I literally <laughs> wrote an essay and I pretended to read it candidly. 
which is so like stupid, but that is like the only thing I was comfortable doing because I needed to just like write all my thoughts out because anytime I tried to record, I would press record and stare at the microphone and like my mind would go blank. I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe it or not. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. It's it's nuts. It that so um in 2016, my or 2017, sorry, my son bought me a snowball, one of those uh they're adorable. Blue. I was I with him. Yeah, yeah I was not yeah. going to shit on it. Uh, <laughs> a blue snowball microphone for Father's Day. I I had talked about like jokingly when we lived in Vegas years ago, like I'm going to start a podcast and never did it. I was like going to school for graphic design and whatever. And so he bought me this mic for Father's Day. He's like, Dad, you guys are always sitting out on the porch and talking about music and the Grateful Dead. You should really start a podcast. And I was like, hmm, Okay well, I don't have an excuse now. Like I don't have the equipment. And so I, I was really nervous. I, I I didn't, I didn't even know what a podcast host was like no clue the technical side of it. I just knew how to hit record on the computer and plug the mic in and by myself did the first episode out on the porch. And it was terrifying. Like that feeling of not knowing, because I went into it just like, I'm just going to tell my story, like how I went to my first Grateful Dead show. And I've told that story a million times in my life. And as soon as that red light came on, I was like, and now listening back, it is the most embarrassing thing in the world to listen to for me. And, And also that feeling of like hearing your own voice and the stupid shit that I say and (laughs) the way I sound and just uh, all of it. But I'll tell you guys what, like what I wish somebody would have said to me is that none of that stuff matters. It really, really doesn't like how you feel about your show. I mean, obviously you got to be passionate about it and all that, but like aside from that, it matters what the people listening think. If you loving what you're doing, all the technical side and how you sound and the ums and uhs and all that stuff, it doesn't matter. And I, I wish somebody had told me that and just keep doing it. Because just by nature of doing something, you get better and better at it, right? Definitely. Well, that, and that's the in your head thing too. Like we talk, that's like bands say, like going with Grateful Dead, any band. Sometimes what they thought was their worst performance ever, yeah. the fans fucking dug. <clears throat> you know, mm. they, they were they were like, that was one of the best. And then they go back and listen and was like, okay, I guess that was pretty good. They sure liked it. So, and that happens a lot. And the, vo- the biggest mm-hmm. one for me is the voice thing. <clears throat> I still can't get used to hearing my own voice. And we've been doing this for three years. It's just the thing. I've gotten used to it and I laugh. Everybody at work, listeners, every, you know, people that listen, they're like, you got a great voice. But to me, when I hear it, it's like, how are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it doesn't come yeah. through right. You're like school then, this year. Then the other one, too, that all three of us suffered from, Aaron, really hard because he started it was, it was like a couple days after he released the first mm-hmm. episode. He had like a panic attack. Mm. Like, yeah. it's out there now. I can't take it back. I yes. just told the world, basically, if they want to listen, about all my shit. 
And then that we all went through it. Mel went through it. I I did because we're we're all you know we're all kind of private people by nature. And once you start talking, Aaron's not private by nature. Eh, not really, dude. I'll tell the guy at the grocery store. He's secretive, store I was a but not addict. private. Okay, care. secretive, whatever. But we put shit out. And we all kind of worried about, it, and then we got over it quickly. It was like, you yeah. know, all right, whatever. People let, and that's what we get the most feedback. It's like you guys are so open and honest. And it's like, yeah, you guys are so real. I appreciate that the most. Yeah, thank, thank you, thanks, man. It's still. And hard I will say, and. In comment to your voice, Apple, when I first heard your voice, I assumed you were like this, like beautiful, whimsical little 20 year old man. Like you just are so childlike in nature. Wow. And then I remember I saw you and I was like, wow, like I love that you just are the way you are. Cause like I'm looking at you and I, in my head, I'm still seeing this like young man who probably just like runs around skipping through fields. <laughs> Wow! Well, you thank can tell you, me Wes. if I'm wrong, but that's no, what I see. No, Wes, this is the best thing a, I've ever he's heard. A skipper, Wes. <laughs> yes, you know, you, yeah. You, thank you, you. Wes is my favorite person. Now. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate that, man. That wow. You that's know, it, it, something that I wanted to get into with you guys. I mean, I know that we're we're sharing a show right now, so I don't want to take over, but I, <laughs> but I, I'm taking. But over. I want to ask a question that that. I kind of got answered when you were here at the house, but I'd like to dig into it more is like what you said about the crossover between pretty lights and the grateful dead community. I want to know about that because I've never been to a pretty light show. And so I don't have that frame of reference or experience in my head to understand what you mean. So can you help me out with that? I don't even know where the fuck to begin with that. I like to look at your favorite. You said never been to a show. West West when we said never been to a show. Okay, talk about your first Pretty Lights show. Like, okay, how did you get? How do you even know about Pretty Lights? How was what? Like, I guess turned on, but not even like. Where did you listen? Who who you know? Who what where when why how? The notion of getting turned on is actually something that I learned about through your podcast, and I don't know if that like phrase is part of like our culture's vernacular I would love for it to be and yeah. that's kind of a question that we have started asking a lot of our guests mm. um, about like their just like the moment that it clicked for them is like at their first show when they were like absolutely hooked and I, I hear that a lot in Grateful Dead culture but I I always want and it made me start to think about what it's like for people in our community um, so I guess the way that I found out about Pretty Lights was through um I guess just like through the internet and through this uh, social media platform called Tumblr. Are you guys familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think anyone uses anymore, but I remember just like coming across it on Tumblr, like not really paying attention to it. And then um, he was playing a show in Albany, which is near Syracuse. And my college roommate was like, we should totally go. And I was in that phase of my life where I would, I would go to like any EDM show like ever that was like within throwing distance of, uh, of Syracuse. So I went and I really liked it. It didn't, it didn't click for me until a couple shows later and, and until I did a really deep dive with his entire discography. But I guess it's just the, it's just the feelings that it gives you. And, and what does it for me is that like, it really, um, I think Pretty Lights is for it's like for emotions that words can't describe. And it really helped me 
process a lot of things that like, I just didn't have the vocabulary to process. I didn't have like the tools and the resources to process. So I was able, it was like an outlet for me. And uh, there were a couple other DJs that did that for me too, but pretty life's like really helped me tap into certain emotions that I wasn't able to access otherwise. Like what? Words you can't describe. (laughs) I want want description. Describe Describe the undescribable. It's, I know it's, it's so hard, but I would say like loss, regret, like melancholy, like all of this. I had this really, you know, I, I had this, I had this tough experience of sexual trauma that happened to me when I, towards the end of high school. And I just did not have the resources to process it at all. And they're, you know, pretty lights known for using samples he um in his music and and that's kind of like it's sample based music and so there are just these certain there are just these certain lyrics that he uses as hooks throughout his his songs that really resonate with me like for example um gosh um I think in this song called something's wrong it's like uh sometimes I feel like I haven't learned anything when you just kind of keep you're in this like pattern and you're in this cycle and you don't know why. And you just feel like you keep repeating your mistakes. Mm. And, and you're at this time in your life, like in college, for example, where you're kind of like fucking up all the time and you don't really know how to do anything yet. And you just feel like you haven't learned anything yet. Cause you keep fucking up or um, there's this other beautiful hook from the song called a million tomorrows where it's um, it's what is it? Um, it's, I can't understand why the feeling is gone, but it's a, a million tomorrows for one yesterday. That's what I'd gladly pay. And it just kind of makes me think about like what happened to me and it's in like what I would trade for it to not happen to me. It's like what I trade a million tomorrows, what I trade, what I trade the future that's in front of me just to be able to have like one chance to not make the mistake that I made. Wow. Just, just, just things like that, that I really hadn't thought about. And it just helped me process things. It's, wow. it's really there was uh, therapy. Well, that and it's you could basically be describing the same experience that it was for me to go to my first show, and for a lot of people, and their for, first shows, musical. It it really music allows you to release things in a way that you don't even expect to be to do. Mm-hmm. Like you don't expect it, and it just comes. Oh, and these, this is how music makes you dance. Like, think about it. On your regular every day, you're not just dancing all the time. I mean, maybe there's a few Apple rare is, people in this skipping. world. <laughs> there's a few, but you, when you hear something, there's something that makes your body emote. And it, the, the healing channels that it's able to touch, especially when you have like repetitive phrases, and you can think about that it's like as a mantra and just kind of get into that f- flow and tap that space that is traumatized or in need of repair or needs to be soothed. And that is amazing, that description that you just said about Pretty Lights. What, what about you, Wes? So for me, it was... um. I had known about him a lot longer before I had seen him. So he's from Colorado. He grew up in a town like 30 minutes from where I grew up. And it was like a friend's older brother was like, Hey, like, listen to this. And I was like, Oh, this is like really cool. But you know, I didn't, I wasn't a big music kid growing up. I, um, my father passed away when I was a kid. And then my mom 
is from South America and just like doesn't have super good music taste. Like I listen to a lot of Ecuadorian windpipe albums. <laughs> like oh my some God, pretty off-brand shit that's certainly cool in its own regard. But you know, like my mom wasn't ever like, hey, like, do you want to know about Pink Floyd? And right. I was just like, no, I don't know shit about Pink Floyd. It's like all this stuff I had to learn about later. But um for me it was I went to Mountain Jam in 2014 mm-hmm. because at the time, you know, I was really into the jam scene. And I was going to see Tedeschi Trucks for like my third time. And they were my favorite group at the time. And they still are because they're perfect. uh, (laughs) I can't disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, they're just the best band, like objectively. I'm not even putting my own biases in it. They're just perfect. But uh, Pretty Lights was on this lineup. And I was like, oh, shit, like that'll be cool. Like I didn't go to electronic shows. I didn't know what that vibe was about. But I remember just being there and. I had had, you know, moments at shows where I'd done acid, which was a new thing for me. And just like, I also have a lot of trauma from my past. And it was when I take acid, you know, it's my ego just kind of leaves and I'm just there and I'm present and I'm experiencing what's going on in front of me. And for pretty lights, I was sober and I had that kind of feeling where it was just like the whole experience was like so encompassing between like the sound and the lights and the music. And it was music that I known from what I'd heard, but it was like a lot of hip hop stuff. And I was like a big hip hop kid and he was playing these hip hop tracks. And like Elizabeth talked about like some of the songs, just like it's this party. And then it turns into like a real kind of awakening moment where I've recently come to talk about pretty lights music. It's like, it's music for people that have anxiety, but just want to have a good time, you know? Cause like the oh, guy Derek shit. himself, I think he's a lot like Jerry Garcia where wow. he is like very in tune with pain and he is able to channel that into the ways that are helping others in like a dancing way, you know, mm-hmm. like you see people at dead shows twirling around. Like I see the same thing at PL shows, people that are closing their eyes and just there, but also somewhere else where they need to be as well. And it's, I, I get chills just thinking about it. Me yeah, too. Man. You just yeah, gave man. me chills. This is incredible. I never, I'm opened up to a brand new thing today. You guys have just exploded my mind into a brand new thing. You know, the, the first, so I obviously was around in the eighties during the whole rave thing when it started, but it was younger people that were doing it. So that I missed it. I was like on tour with the dead. And then after that, raising a family and when that was all happening. And so when we started going to shows again and music came back into our lives as this force it was i knew that there was crossover but intellectually i understood it but i didn't know what it felt like and i i didn't know where it sat didn't know why and um we went to uh, summer meltdown last last year mm, when, yeah. Yeah, 20, some, yeah sometime that wasn't year. today we went to summer <laughs> meltdown and, in um, the past. Yeah. And uh, Tipper was playing. And that's a spicy boy. Bro, <laughs> dude. I, well, I mean, we were, I was puffing a DMT pen during his set. And so I. So was everybody else. Yeah. The entire yeah. So yeah, that's the vibe. I was like, I, I had done DMT several times prior. And I, my stance on that was like, why would anybody do this at a show? You should not be doing DMT when you're out partying. Like, blah, blah. And then I was, I met Summer Meltdown and I had taken ecstasy the night before and I was kind of burnt out. And 
I was like on the fence whether I was going to do anything again that night. And Mel was like, oh, we brought the pen. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and so when Tipper came on and started playing, like they said, that whole place smelled like an, a brand new tennis shoe on fire. <laughs> and and uh, I started hitting the pen and I've quickly I like came to realize what is going on, like what that scene is about and why it does cross over. And it, to, to me, that place that you're talking about when somebody is standing in the back of the venue or on the side and they're spinning and they're there, but they're not there. Or you see the people that are just drenched in sweat, grinding their teeth, dancing the whole night, or the person that's sober, drenched in sweat, dancing their ass off all night. It's all the same place, whether it's at a Grateful Dead show, whether it's at a Pretty Light show, whether it's at a Tipper show, whether it's Desky Trucks, or even the Philharmonic. It's a musical space where all people that are there are coming together in a collective consciousness. And the music, and it, there ceases to be a separation between the music and the listener. It becomes one thing. And you're in this like, outside of time existent field of energy that you can touch and will respond to you and also responds to you emotionally. So you'll have a feeling and the music will play it or the other way around. And it's, it's no, there's no difference is what I'm trying to say in a really fucking long winded kind of way. (laughs) Really? There's, there is no difference. It's, I think it's actual, like if you could say I went to South America like that's a place that is also a place that is happening when we're all together dancing to music. And it's been going on for as long as we've been banging on sticks around a fire. Yeah. Now I think it's, we said something there that just triggered a pretty lights like brain moment I have, which is just too much of those. It's like, that's how my brain is. But that whole experience you described, there's a pretty light song called out of time And when you listen to it, that is the exact sentiment you get while listening to that Mm. is that you're existing in this place. It's not the normal space of time, but it's just another place. Mm. And it's, it, to me, it like, it completely took over Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I walked into that show one person, my first show in 89 and walked out somebody else, literally. Like I'm not, that's not like a figurative metaphoric cute play on words, like walked in one person and came out another and changed Mm. the direction of life. And it completely altered the, yeah, the course of my life. And I've even said to Mel, like in that space of like, when you're way out of your head and the music is happening and we've all synced up, I feel the most me. I can possibly feel in that space. I'm the most in control of my emotion. My anxiety is a hundred percent gone. My second guessing the power I have in the universe is not there anymore. I feel the most in my skin when I'm out of my head and the grateful dead have a lyric. He's been there so long. He's got to call in at home. And I, I really feel like that. Like that's, it's been so fucking many times now it's like 
oh, that's that's the space where I fit and find where I did find my family and you did too. And that's that's strange to me that that's a commonality. Well, that's fate when you're just talking about that, that it, that is the same thing. But the thing that I see, too, is it's the same thing. The only thing different to me, and I learned this at Meltdown, I'd never really got my wig flipped by electronic music. I love listening to it when I've been drinking or something at home. I saw, like, the Chemical Brothers back in the 90s, like, kind of that stuff. But last year with Tipper, and then it was Closey. Mm-hmm. And, Polish ambassador. And then the one that <laughs> Polish ambassador. Yeah, that was amazing. And then, but G Jones too. G Jones Ooh. was there, and that blew my fucking mind. <clears throat> and then you guys were like, "That's they, what I was gonna say." I, I, we weren't yeah, there we were for burnt that. Out. You guys, heard, they heard it from the camp. Yeah. G Jones is a little more like, <laughs> and and I, that I had never danced. I, I learned a new. I learned that I can move a new way that night. Dancing to Tipper, like mm-hmm. by the time I got to Tipper, he was the second one that night that was like electronica kind of. I was dancing. I mean, I was like primeval. I was like reaching the ground, pulling energy up, throwing it, and people were throwing it at me. And it was it was a dance I didn't know I had in me. And then so I mean, like that too. Even though I got flipped a long time ago with the music thing, there's there's well, new yeah. and different things out there. And we like we discovered bluegrass in the you last couple of years. You can teach an old dog like, new tricks. Yeah, <laughs> like, like bluegrass. We all got sprung on bluegrass going to Northwest String Summit last year. We were never hanging around dancing to bluegrass. Now we are all the time. Like, like I mean, there's so many outlets yeah. and everything that take you to that one place that is so amazing. Now, those moments you talk about in bluegrass where you find yourself dancing to, do you think that those are the moments where there's lyrics or there's those pure instrumental moments where you're just kind of feeling sound? For me, it's instrumental. More, more instrumental, but through throughout mm-hmm. it. Well, because then, then when it gets to the instrumental, that's where, you know, you maybe dance a little, but then when it gets to the instrumental, that's where you're like, da, 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 yeah. where you're really getting down. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of the big commonality between the two genres. And it's something I've been thinking about all day just because I was like so excited to have this conversation because it is like when I'm hearing you talk about it, it's just so similar how the music of like your generation compared to like Elizabeth and I, who I guess I'll call ourselves millennials well, now. How old are you two? But like, you know, um, 27. Okay. okay. Yeah, 27. So it's like, you know, the jam music that when I started to get hooked were those like big instrumental moments, you know, like when Mo would start going off on like musical segues, like, and I'm like, what is this? Is this one of their songs? And people go, no, but it's sick. I'm like, that is sick. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just, it's something you feel. And then like with electronic music, it's that bass. It's like, it's so primal. Like, I feel like it gets in your body and there's like, you're like, well, I have to like move like this hey, because it's surge. in me like it's that. Making and you it's making you surge. <laughs> hmm well, like right before we moved um, to Portland, Aaron and I were really getting into going to drum circles out in the desert um, when we lived in Las Vegas. And I didn't realize how much I needed to dance to drums until that time. Like I was like, where the hell has this been my whole life? Why wasn't I doing it? And I would just, I I wouldn't care if there was 20 women there or 20,000 men or it didn't matter who was there. I was in my own world and it was the desert. So it was like, you know, like raw and kind of just you know, very earthy. And I realized how much dance and music are part of like shaking that you have to like shake out the dross of the, your body and your spirit and your auric field and your emotions and all of these toxins and move your lymphatic system and like get your like I'm learning all this through like you know 
when I was working in the spot in like intuition, lyrics, uh, just things that would come to me and realizing in all the ways that music and drumming and lyrics can take you to these places that heal you in unpredictable, incredible ways, like layers upon layers. That's what like was my turn on, like that brought me to the music. Like I, I can listen to lyrics and be like, Oh my God, that's why I love Bruno Mars so much because it's not like he's like the best in ever there's, he came to me in a time where he shook my cage. Like his lyrics were so, um, personal to me. And then he got me moving with his beat. That's what it what drew me in. And I was like, Oh shit. Like he is talking my like language. And it just, it was like, and so it impacted me like a PL show or a dead show or Joe Russo show or whatever. And I wasn't even at a Bruno Mars concert. I was in my car driving to work. Like it was such, I guess what I'm saying is, is that the music and the togetherness, that conscious space, like we can, we can have it so many ways. And I just, that's it. We can have it so many ways. Cause I was like, like I said, sitting in my car, here we are shows getting that energy off of each other and the lyrics and the, the music or drum circles. Like it is necessary for, yeah. you know, it's very it's necessary, necessary for, for, for period. <laughs> yeah, and we're, and we're all really missing that that's, this year. That's what I wanted to, to ask you guys. Like, how are you doing through this? <laughs> I mean, obviously the answer is this sucks, but like, I've been asking everybody because, um, we we need other people's perspectives right now because all we have is our own heads, and this is a tough space for people like all of us. We're in a really hard spot. Because we can't do the thing that we love to do is our therapy. You know what I mean? So I know what my coping mechanisms are right now. And some of them aren't working, to be honest. Like having I'm having a hard time. And uh, I'm just curious, what what are you guys doing to like fill that gap? If if anything, that was freaking amazing man oh separate i'm so glad separates here perfect timing um but hey have you guys ever listened to pretty lights out of a pretty light that you got from electric fish lights shit we have go over to electricfishlights.com or at electricfishlights on instagram and you know what you You are gonna find out you're gonna find out something amazing you just wait these are (laughs) iq lights and you're going aaron What's an IQ light? There it is. See, I knew you guys were doing that. It stands for interlocking quadrilateral. It's a system made of 30 interlocking pieces that can be configured into 15 different shapes. And when you add more pieces, the shapes are endless, 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 endless. You design it, they build it, choose your shape, size, and color. All lamps come fully assembled and are ready to be plugged in when they arrive. They are all made Plug from and play. upcycled vinyl, like milk jug plastic, and come with a 12-foot <laughs> cord, a 12-year energy-efficient, safe-to-leave-on LED bulb, and a hardware kit to hang the light. They're great for your festival. Easy up at your next festival, when those start happening again. Yay. Any room in your house, your fan cave, your nightlight for your kids, trippy color-changing light, white, elegant light, colorful light. They could be a Christmas tree topper. You could hang them on your porch. You could put them on the moon. You could send them to, the, to I don't know, somewhere else. Possibilities are endless. They are endless. Wow. So, and, and I forgot to and. tell you, they can be used outdoors. And 
If you use the promo code NSR when you check out, you're going to get 10% off. And, 10% off. But wait, there's more. You're going to get that bonus poster. If you order the color-changing upgrade on your light, you And what is this do. bonus poster? What, what is this all about? Well, if you look right behind me, Mel, there's a No Simple Road poster that, one? that was designed by Electric Fish Lights and myself. Wow. So you will get a limited a edition. of conductor art in your home. That's and when right. you turn this light wow. on, the poster comes to life. Not just this poster. Any poster picture you have, it changes the game with yes, that it stuff. Does. When you have all these hanging on your wall. Basically... Electric Fish Lights is a fun night, a fun day, and a it's fun, a fun life. light. Oh. Electric oh. Fish Lights is a fun light. Oh. Fun light. So go to electricfishlights.com or at electricfishlights on Instagram. Use the promo code NSR20. And I'm live. sorry. No, no, don't, don't, don't use, use that. that. NSR. That's for the other place that we put. <laughs> no. NSR is the promo code that you use, and they will hook you up with 10% off. And what? What? No, and then that poster and the poster and, yeah. and so go on over and a there. Good time. There it is, and light up your life. Yeah. Oh, and after you're done lighting <laughs> up your life, you know what? You should light it up well, again. Well, right yeah. now is a good time while the lights are up before we go back here to get some premium cannabis. Ooh, from where? where? Oh, well, you could head over to Define Premium Cannabis. So you're up if you're up in the Portland area. We have a location in Hillsboro. We have a location in Forest Grove. We are there to take care of you. Yeah, I mean, you guys are. Your mind, body, and soul. We got we got bath salts. We got bath bombs. Okay, those bath salts, they just need a minute. Get yourself <laughs> some bath salts. If you're tired, if you're sore, if you feel run down, if you want to get rejuvenated, get yourself bath salts. You will not, not regret it. That's one thing that Aaron likes also on yeah. top of the CBD. Aaron likes the bath salts. Aaron likes the bath salts. Mm-hmm. He, you okay. get, he gets faded, but we got you covered there. We got your lotions. We got your dabables, vapables, smokables. We got premium cannabis mm-hmm. and jars all ready to go. And if you come in and visit us, make sure you tell us that you listen to No Simple yeah, Road. Yeah, tell me you you're part of No Simple Road per- family. Yeah, and you will get 10% off your purchase. What? And 10% a free off t-shirt. And a free t-shirt. <laughs> so make sure you tell us. And if you come to the Hillsboro location, that's where I work at. If you come in there I Monday through Friday, Apple will come, come out of the back. As a transformer, he looks like a semi truck oh. when he comes out of the back, but he actually does that way, and he turns back into Apple. And Apple says, "Can I help you?" And then he takes you to the to the case, and he helps you pick out the cannabis product that and best suits your butt. Yep. So, go to one of the locations here in Portland, one in Hillsboro, one in Forest Grove. Ask for Apple. Tell them you listen to No Simple Road. You get ten percent off and a free T shirt, and take care of your head, man. And you know what? I hear, I hear something. There's a rumbling it's going on. Back. The lights, lights are the going lights, down. The lights are getting pretty oh, again. Oh. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to hear that the coping mechanisms aren't working and that mm-hmm. um, that you're having a hard time. And I'm, I'm kind of experiencing something similar. And luckily, there is a pretty light song for this feeling. And oh. it goes by the name of Up and Down I Go, because that's just been the nature mm-hmm. of my whole quarantine is that I don't know. I don't know why it is. I think it's maybe because I'm working from home and I don't have that built in separation. And maybe it's also because of the lack of music and that outlet, but my mental health ups and downs are just so much more amplified than they have ever been. And it's really, it's really hard for me to deal with. I guess you could, you could just call them mood swings. Like it's just sometimes it's almost like manic depression almost. And like, I ask my therapist every week, I'm like, am I manic? Like what is going on? But like, I usually like right now I feel normal, happy, good, but then all of a sudden sometimes, and I think it's hormonal too, 
But sometimes I just get into these lows that last anywhere from like one to 10 days. And I'm just like, I don't know what this is. I don't know how to get out of it. And it's just, I think now that I know they're when they're coming and how to identify them, I kind of just like write them out. But I think, yeah, ugh, indeed. But it's just the amplification of those ups and downs is just, has just been really hard to deal with. But um, I think this podcast has really helped me personally because the best part about it is that we just get to reflect on all of these like wonderful memories and experiences that we've had. So it's Mm -hmm. almost like you're reliving them or living through someone else's experience vicariously. So that has been really helpful for me personally. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Wes? Uh, I mean, I, every time people ask me this question, I'm always like, do I give like the polite quick answer? Like, do I just really dig into it but this is the dig in time this is the dig time what else do we have is this conversation (laughs) what are we all gonna do after this you know like we really Uh, do want to know how you're doing you know mm -hmm. yeah i mean this year sucks this has been one of my absolute worst years um i mean with and then the fact that there's a pandemic happening too it's like ooh, you know the extra kick to the nuts Mm. but uh i mean this weird place where like I miss connection a lot, you know, and that's what we're talking about is the things that we all miss is the connection. And, you know, I was really busy working in the music industry. I was doing like 90 hours a week and I was burnt out and I was just feeling tired and jaded. So at first it was like kind of nice to slow down. But then as the prospect of like not working ever again came back, I was like, well, fuck. So then, you know, I had to pick up a job. Like I'm working a job that I don't like, which is like the first time I've done that since college. And then I dealt with the loss of my grandma recently, which was like, Mm. it's my first time with loss in the family. And she was like my best friend. And, you know, it's my dad's grandma or my dad's mom. So we had already had a very tight bond just because, you know, my dad was her oldest son who died. And then I was her first grandkid. So it's just been really weird. And, you know, I have a lot of unhealthy coping mechanisms that I'm now like, I'm proud of myself because I'm not turning towards them. But fuck, do I want to? (laughs) <laughs> and it's just tough. That. We were just knowing. talking about this. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just like, well, like, fuck, like I could just go to a liquor store and just buy a bottle and just kind of hang out. Like, I don't know, but I'm not. And I'm just sitting with these emotions and I'm letting them kind of take their toll on me, which is like what I know I should be doing, but I'm just, just over it. You know? So and like Elizabeth you? said, wow. what's that? You're, what you're- stops you from making shitty choices from going to the liquor store, say, or whatever... I have just made those mistakes so many times in a row. And I think it like the lesson finally got drilled in yeah. after fucking 10 years of being an absolute ignoramus. Yeah. Repetition. But, uh, yeah. Dude. You know, we learn through repetition, Wes. Yeah. Look, I know that some habits are way more unhealthy than others to continue in a row. That is definitely, you know, out there. But sometimes we do need to get knocked over our head more than once to learn the lesson. And that's just what it is. You know, it's not good Mm -hmm. or bad. It's what it was. Yeah. Just as a thing to not try to beat yourself up. Oh, you already made the shitty choice. Now you're going to beat yourself up about making the shitty choice. Like, come on, at least just, you know, take one punch, not two. Yeah. It's very strange, dude. Um, Again, the synchronicity thing comes up. you're describing a conversation that we had today. Mm. Like you even said words that I said today Mm. just now. Um, It really goes to show that there, that, that 
experience that we have at a show when we're all connected doesn't end when we walk out the venue door. It's continuing all the time. It's not like when the music's over, the, the switch is shut off. It, you're turned on. I, I drew a picture a long time ago and it's a, um, an on button, you know, like you, it says on underneath it and you would push the button and there's like all this like musical notes and shit coming out of the top of it. And there's no off button next to it. it you're turned on. That's it. And there is a collective consciousness. There is a vibrational field that we are all connected to that doesn't know um, distance. It doesn't know miles or time. It's just is a thing and we're in it and we're all feeling it, man. I fucking had it enough already. Like I'm over it. That's what I said today. I'm fucking over it. And it's a, it, 10 months in, uh, and I don't want to sound like defeatist or negative or I'm just being real. Like 10 months in, like enough's enough is how I feel. And, and, um, like when are the cops going to show up and bust this party that's happening? Or like, <laughs> when's mom coming home to make everything better? Like none of that's happening. There's, there's no, Knight in shining armor. No, there's no. So what the conclusion that I've come to for for me, and maybe this will help you guys out, is the moment that we're existing in in time right now, there there's a unique opportunity in this for all of us. This can this thing can be the thing that crushes us and finally finishes us off. That's a possibility. That's option A. Or option B is to really get behind the availability of time that's happening right now and put our passion into something creative and put something out into the world. And whether that's doing a podcast, writing, um, painting, singing a song, playing a fucking pan flute, whatever the thing is, do something with this time that will outlast you being in it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's what the podcast is doing for me. You know, like Elizabeth said, it's like, it's cool. And you said that fear about having something that's just out there. Like at least as of now, I'm looking at that from a very positive lens. I'm like, it'll be so fun to look Mm. at this in like five years when I know like I'll be fine and be like, man, like, do you remember how fucking scared you were? And like, you started this podcast with like one of your best friends and like, you're still doing it. Cause I'm assuming we're still doing this in five years. It's part mm-hmm. of my five-year plan, oh, yeah. but I'm just like, I'm excited <laughs> to be looking back from the future. Cause wow. I know it'll, it'll be all right. Wow. Talk about optimism. Oh, That's wow. a really good lens to look through. Cause yeah, I think I've had a shitty year too. <laughs> I'm, I'm midway and you know i like to i'm denial plus you know realism like i know there's a problem but i'm not gonna say there is yeah we don't want to you know i don't want to we'll i don't want to get that here. out in the air you know <laughs> and to you know for people to smell it or see it and you know all of that shit has come to light this year for me like all of my little shitty habits of how i keep myself in the dark about what's really going on in myself and how my shadow side has been begging for 
like at least to be acknowledged instead of like, you know, it's just all the things that have come up because of the time we have to uh, stew over or mill over or look over our lives and our habits and our collections. It, it really is like no other time in our life because (laughs) from here, no matter what our best feet are going to go forward because we've gone through some shit. If you get through this, you've gone through some crazy ass shit and however you made it, you did it. So that's how I'm looking yeah, everybody at Everybody gets a participation medal. Yeah. Hey, and, there's definitely and some- everybody can make their own medal. You could be 50th, you can be first, you can be a tiger, you can be a you know lamp, whatever you want to do. But that's how I see it. Like we're all collectively going through something hard and that something hard is us. We're having to... St- scrape through and dredge through the crust and the mucus and the funk of Gross. our personalities well, all the, all and the our habits we were able to ignore before yes <laughs> with so many excuses not excuses but so many things where everybody Stress. was so busy busyness like wes you were working 90 hours a week you know we were all it was so easy to not go inside your head and your body yeah, and then and, and we've all had to do that and our homes and, and, and each other yeah and and th- whoa I think it was on a time. That was weird. And the <laughs> thing that you said about substance abuse too, man, like I don't know if, how much you've listened to NSR, but I had a heroin problem and yeah. Apple had a meth I, problem. I like, no, we both like and, sticking stuff in our arms. Yeah. We were and talking. that's what came up this the, morning. Yeah. Like if there was ever a time, it would be now, you know what I mean? Mm. But, but like yeah. you, I, I know the result. I know. Well, wait, hold on. You go further because the look on Mel's <laughs> face, like, what were you guys? The, the reason I brought up is because, which this was good too, just in a nutshell, me and Aaron, I guess, have been getting on each other's nerves. We both knew it, weren't saying. We had a little blowout this morning. Underlying uh, shit. And, and it was it needed to be said. We both each other, I, when was the last time we said, fuck you? We both, like, earnestly, fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck <laughs> you. And he stormed out of the house. And then I immediately, after two minutes, followed him out. And then we talked for 20 but we both agree it's like dude this we got to keep this strong this shit's getting us down it's starting to kind of pull us Mm. apart a little and we're not talking as much and the one thing we both agreed like if he didn't have mel and me if he didn't if 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 i didn't have my support if he was on his own or i was on my own uh, vega wherever the hell we're at we would be going it'd be so easy to go back Mm. to that fucking person that dark passenger as we you know kind of like just be like, mm. yes, that'll that'll make me feel good. But for it makes you minutes. feel yeah. good for, especially with liquor too. I get that, dude. I, <laughs> I have issues with that. They know that yeah. it makes you it makes you feel so good for one night, but then the crap that comes after it, mm-hmm. the physical and mental after it's. But sometimes you want it. Sometimes it's worth you can. Like legitimize Talk yourself it. into it. Like, yeah, well, like, like the- I'm gonna really enjoy Friday night, but the next three days are gonna suck. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so, I, I'm with you, man. Be the, tough. The, you the, are the the um knowledge of the aftermath is is what keeps me going, and also mm-hmm. like you and I and everybody, like we've got people that care about us and we're doing something special whether we realize it or not. Like 
you guys are really doing something amazing for the, your community and yourselves and give, giving giving that community a voice that can go out and and can be heard outside of it is gigantic man i never realized that was even a thing that could happen before no simple road and i would have never even thought of it had listeners not said it to us do you know what i mean like so it's it's important work man and you're giving back to something that has given you so much you know and so just in that like that sit with that feeling when you're low a little bit i mean i know those low feelings and sometimes that doesn't quite cut it but it's a little another arrow in your quiver your arsenal to fight that demon off when it mm. when it shows up on your door man and the, and this podcasting that, thing man. this podcasting thing you've both said it and we say it all the time this podcast especially this year it, it's a savior it's like yeah. medicine to be able to do yeah. this we do because it gives us something to look forward to like booking guests hearing feedback <laughs> it's given us something when the five of us here are so used to being able to go out go to those festivals get those connections which have been taken away mm-hmm. we have this a lot of people don't and well we are here listen have that's this. what i was just gonna yeah. say and we've been hearing that but months ago we were like this makes us feel and then we've gotten more feedback like i appreciate you guys so much more during this because you're keeping the conversation going and you're giving us new you know it, it's both it's sides. new input I, I i'm curious with you guys what what's the plan for post-covid for the show what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York. A podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. That's a good question. I'm not sure that I've thought about that too much yet, but I mean, I I would love to do more things in person besides just um, being able to do something in person with Wes. You know, I would love to um, do more like show specific things, like some of the stuff you guys have done where you've gone to festivals. I think you've done yeah, that, like so Summer cool. Meltdown at like High Sierra. Like I'd love yeah. to kind of do something at an actual festival and like cover the actual event in this, in this way. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's all still just like a work in progress and we're kind of just still getting feedback from people and just seeing, seeing where it goes. What's but the response I just, I, been like? You know, it's, I've been surprised by how many people have reached out. Cause honestly, Aaron, one of the best pieces of, of advice that you gave me, I think it was when Christina and uh, our friends, uh, spent some time at your house, you were like, don't look at the numbers. And yeah, I was don't. like, okay. Cause our, you know, I, and anytime I log into Simplecast, <laughs> which is uh, the platform that we use, like our numbers are more than modest. They're very modest, but like, we didn't, once you told that to me, I was like, I'm really not doing this for the numbers. It's kind of like a social experiment, if anything, to see what comes out of it. But we've had like maybe five or six people reach out now, which I noticed it seemed like a lot, but like even the first person that did it, I was like, it's all fucking worth it. Yeah. Like it doesn't, yes. I'm like, it doesn't matter that like 
you know, I don't, I don't think I'm the best host in the world. Like it doesn't matter if I'm a mediocre host. It doesn't matter if my editing skills are mediocre. Like it's the content that matters. It's That's the it. quality of the conversation and like the perspectives yeah. of our guests. Like this isn't about me and my perspective. It's about our guest perspectives for me. And like just hearing that it resonates with people and people being like, oh yes, I've been wanting something like this. I've been looking for something like this. I'm like, oh good. This is, this is what I wanted. And even if it's just like three people listening, I'm just like, I'm just so fucking happy that it resonates with some people. So it's, it's been great. Wow. And that, that's what matters to you. And you know, what's going to happen from that? Cause what we've learned, one of our biggest things we ask is like, whatever, you know, Patreon, this and that, tell a friend. And when somebody digs mm-hmm. you that much, what are they going to do? Their friends are like-minded. Oh, dude, listen, they're you should listen to this them. podcast. They're going to tell them. That's how it, we've seen, that's yeah. how it really grows to that to our community. Well, that's that's how we all find out about the the really good jams. Like, yeah. Yeah. dude, have you heard this tweezer from fucking whenever? Or, you know how it goes. And it's not by some Spotify playlist. It's my friend. Right. Well, now it kind of well, is too, mm, a little. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know. I'm curious with you guys and your podcast. I mean, because we interview, you know, didn't start out that way. Didn't happen for a little bit where we reached out to musicians and we haven't asked many, but it seems like it's harder to get to electronic artists to do interviews. They're not as willing. Mm. I was just wondering if you guys have thought about it or. I think we've been pretty lucky with our guests so far, just because most of them are people that like we've talked to in some sort of happenstance before. Like I used to do some freelance stuff for live for live music. So I've done like written okay. pieces and interviews, like, you know, a couple people we reached out to through there, like people I met through that, but. You know, one of the artists, Mr. Bill Elizabeth, reached out to just because, you know, she is doing stuff about um, sexual um, misconduct and our kind of the electronic scene. And he was affiliated with a group that was working on that. But we don't know. We are just literally we talk about it. We're like, who should we mess with? Like, do we just slide in their DMs? Like, <laughs> what's the move here? And like, I expect that some of the electronic artists, you know, like uh, we're in kind of like Tipper. There's a guy named Jade Cicada who's like of that same cadence. And I was thinking about messaging him, but you know, I'm like, he probably will say no. Cause I know he's a very private person, but I'm not sure if that's pretty regular with all these guys or what the deal is with that. But like, who have you guys tried reaching out to? Who would you like to talk to in the electronic realm? A tipper was one we reached out to and kind we of got a no, like, yeah, like not, not like a maybe thank you, but like, no, oh, yeah, and base that. Nectar yeah too. before the whole base, base nectar, nectar thing happened, yeah, before that, I reached out to them and they actually got back to us because of the crossover between grateful dead and base nectar's whole thing and yeah. um, that's how i presented it to them and mm. they were like you know we uh we're interested it, it's not going to happen right now but we are going to hold on to the email and if in the future so the yeah. him and um shit that's why you get a, shot right for the top. Good for you. Why? Well, why I, I, I it like undercards. I, you know what? <laughs> you know, man, well, that's, what, that's how this this it's began. What we knew. My I, advice always to Aaron was always he because he's like, oh my god, you know, he like will mill over it, but he'll act immediately. He just needs the encouragement, you know? So I'm like, babe, so what? What are they going to say? No? Okay, then let's move on. Like, and he mm-hmm. also ha- is from that mindset because of his dad, you know, being in the entertainment industry, like you don't aim for the dirt. You just don't, you know, you got to put your head up. You got to, you know, put your chest up. And so he just needs the encouragement. And I was like, why not say something? Go well, that, for it. That's how we got Oteal on the show. Like we had like 12 or 13 episodes or some shit like that. We were nothing. 
And uh, I just DM'd him. Fuck it. All they all they can say is no. You know what I mean? Like I don't even know them. I'm not. I can't now. even be embarrassed. You yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying? Here's the, ba- the bass player for Dead and Company. We're reaching out to like like mm, we'll try, but expecting no. And ten minutes oh, later, I get a boom. Here's my number. Like, do I call him? What do I do? Should I take a shower? Do I? You know, he did take a I shower. Did take it's a shower. Fun. The day of the interview, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I feel like I need to take a shower before we. No, you know, the, the audio that, wait a minute. Wait, I just wait, have to say, before I forget oh. this, before in booking guests, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. When you reach out to somebody to have them on your show, there are, as of today, there are over a million podcasts in, in the world. Why would a guest want to come on your show? Right. You have to pose it that way. Give them a reason to want to come on your show. Uh, an angle that you want to interview them from, um, a, a topic that you're passionate about, that they're passionate about, where you intersect, uh, something where you have a commonality with them, not just, hey, we have this podcast and we really like you to come on and be a guest. Who are you and why would I want to do that is, is a lot of the attitude, right? But if you're like, hey, I know that you've had sexual misconduct stuff in the past and we're dealing with that subject right now in the show we feel like our listeners could really benefit from hearing your voice give it a shot you know because it i the thing that i've come to realize with these guys is is apart from um using a podcast to promote there's no reason for them to come on other than to connect with the fans and the people that we're dealing with and you guys are dealing with are real human beings that that aren't rock stars for the most part and they want to connect with the fans in a visceral way so if we give them that opportunity then they're going to reciprocate with us now a question for you in regards to that like when you're prefacing this to people you have come on your show, do you let them know that you guys have like some of the most genuinely heartfelt conversations or does that just kind of happen in the moment? Cause I'm always very impressed with how like it'll be the middle of an interview. And then like with the Keller Williams one I was listening to the other day, it just then was talking about mental health, you know, and like he seemed really cool about it, but I could see that catching someone off guard. And I guess I've been a little nervous about it on our end too. You know, the only pre-warning that I give ever <laughs> to who we are, as I say, uh, sometimes in a, in a introductory email where I'm reaching out, I'll say, um, shit, what do I say? No simple road is not your typical interview show. We are not mm. doing an interview. We're having a conversation. Yeah. Open conversation. That's, that's it. So no. Right on. Yeah. I just and like like that. Like you talked about that specific like Keller, that that was nothing ever mentioned. We didn't know no, it was man. gonna go there. That just happened. And this, we let yeah. we, usually they bring it up. I feel like, you know, well, I know no simple road doesn't go after topics. We go after our own life and dis and preferences and experience mm. and we're not trying to debate you or trying to sell you anything or trying to be better than anybody. We're, we're letting you into our life. The life isn't your, this is like the auditory, you know, lens, you know, we're letting you into who we are. We don't, it's not debatable. You know what I mean? So with, as far as I ever go into, um, 
you know, conversations, I'll be very quiet sometimes and then I'll be very talkative and it really kind of depends on like, sometimes people are just giving so much knowledge and who the hell am I to say one word? I don't need to interrupt (laughs) this flow. I don't, I need to sit and think about this and, you know, like, and then other times I just want to get to know who this person is. They're so interesting. I want to gobble them up and they're so cute and I want to know about their family and I want to know about their mom. And other times they are so sharing already that like it's a beautiful tennis match. And so what I found in the, the way that I'm able to be comfortable with this, any type of comfort with this medium, which when I was really um, not, not at first... I was overly not, um, is I just, rem- I have to remember, I'm just in my, I'm in my house with my, my jammies on with my husband and my best friend, my brother over there. And if I don't want to talk, I just dip out. And if I want to listen, I listen. And if I want to, it's like the most my Aaron was saying about being the most himself, like this is the most myself, you know, because I'm, this is and so these conversations this is why i was coming around to is like this is what i feel is like the magic of our show and my as a listener because i do listen to my show and i listen objectively and critically very critically oh yeah i can totally be like oh babe this didn't sound right or i didn't like this or this is weird or i really need to not do that and i can also like cry at our show like or remember and re-laugh at the same thing, you know? <laughs> I do that a lot. And so this is I, what I found is the shows help me to be the most myself and start to uncover myself by being awkward and being scared and and interrupting and knowing like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that. Like, I need to just chill back. Like, it's given me such an opportunity to learn in front of everybody, but behind the scenes at the same time the one that the thing that comes to mind if you guys haven't listened to it we interviewed dave schools from widespread panic oh my gosh and um that was mel you guys mel was really quiet during the interview and i'm i'm like freaking out because we're talking to dave schools and it's like a big deal and he and he's so it's like talking to yoda the dude is just like this spiritual, he's a guru. And um, we're having this amazing, deep conversation. And in the back of my head, as it's going down, I'm noticing that Mel is silent. And this is the kind of conversation that Mel would be like 110,000% in on. And I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? Like, why is Mel being so quiet? And so we get to the end of the, of the thing and we're getting ready to say goodbye. And Mel just blurts out, Hey Dave, I I have to tell you something. I I've never had a panic attack before, but I just had a panic attack during this interview. And strangely enough, we're talking to the guy from Widespread Panic. Mel's never had a panic attack, and she has a panic attack talking to that guy. But it, and they're named after the guy who was in the band that used to have panic attacks. And that's like, why the, the band whole, is named like, anyway. Like, whoa! So she. To schools is like, I just had a panic attack while we're talking to you. And there ensues like 10 more minutes of, of them having a conversation about like, it's okay. And why it maybe happened and blah, blah, blah. But my, my point is like, you can't plan that shit. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the, in answer to your question, 
no man well like, and like and he and he was very thankful that mel remembered yeah. that he was like thank you for telling me it was that. such an emotional like, that's <laughs> weird that you would tell but thank you and yeah then they, the, like, that stuff's not planned and- i just always have real emotional responses i i should say not always let me rephrase that i allow for real emotional responses to come over me even in inopportune times if i'm at work it's okay like i just am for some reason I'm able to emote on like not hold back because I know how to rear it, you know, or wield it, I should say. Um, and sometimes it takes over me and I feel like maybe I was even channeling or something or tapping into something, but it was so real that I couldn't let the conversation go by without telling him because it would have if he was in my house he would have known about it and that's what i felt like he's in our dining room that's when we were um, still in our dining room um but he was in our home you know so to speak and so i had to let him know what was going on and the impact that the conversation was having on me and if you are can be that sincere and just be yourself that's my advice just you know and you and you two are you i can already feel it I've, i've listened to the show i love it um so yes and elizabeth i do have to say like you just being so open about something so traumatizing i feel like that is deserves a valor award because i have always been so schooled against being um talking about anything that is taboo like that you know any type of sexual taboo or mental health taboo that for you to share that and then go one step further and, you know, try to educate and shed light. Like, I feel like that's what a warrior is. That's you're doing such an amazing job at being vulnerable in the right kind of a way. So thank you for that. Cause that's what I got from when I listened to the show, when I met you and now Wes seeing you and I heard your voice too. Like I'm, I'm picking it up, you know? And so picking just, up what they're putting yeah, down. just encouraging it, you know? And we're, and we're all, we're all teachers. You're, you're teaching my, we've learned that too. Some of the stuff where like, maybe we shouldn't have said that. Then you'll get feedback. So many people want to say what you're saying need to hear somebody else say it yeah i've there's so many people that keep it in and think they're alone we've all heard you know you think you're alone you think you're you know there's so many people are in the same boat that once they hear you say something or like it 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 can save people you know like i said before one of the main things i think for the five of us to keep in mind is that feeling of when we walked into that first show and realized that we were home. And right now with your podcast, you guys, because I've listened to, you're creating that same space for people of a like mind in a time when they don't have that space. And it's huge. And, um, just don't stop. Kudos, yeah. Just don't fucking stop, man. Don't don't overthink it. You're already doing it because you love it. And and I'm also telling this to myself as I'm saying it to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, That's, don't overthink it. Do it. You're just doing this it. This is very healthy projecting. I'm here for it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> right on. Good. Because sometimes we forget that we need a cheerleader. 
Like that's a real position. If, if you would ask a cheerleader, if she, you know, was like necessary, hell yeah. Like we need that role in our life like that. Somebody who really believes in us and is encouraging and can tell you the truth and can also like, you know, be that, you know, your wingman when you need it. Like we need that. Well, and, and so we... I just want to say like we need to like and during those times this is why we're recording them is one of one of the reasons I feel like this is why we record these conversations because somebody at some later date either one of your listeners or one of our listeners is going to need to hear this conversation they're going to write into either your show or into our show or make some kind of like make it known that this impacted them just to hear it and like you said earlier, Elizabeth, it could just have been one of five people that wrote that letter. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. One person listening to this that they're like, oh, man, that, <laughs> thanks, guys. Like, yeah. One, one that's know? a trip, too, is like, like wait, wait till you guys are going to start getting episodes behind you. When we get feedback, we're 170, 180 shows. In. When we get feedback from like episode 11. <laughs> that somebody just now what? just now like yesterday listened to that we did three years ago and it's just as relevant they're 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 like that episode and it makes me i'm sure them to when we get here that we have to go back to that like like oh uh-huh. shit that was so long ago that one's just kind of in the filing cabinet and you're like whoa you, the we're gonna have to go here in a second yeah we but got somebody I, coming i, I have to i have to tell you this before we go you know the thing that i told you about the numbers elizabeth a friend of mine said something to me that really stuck with me. And like I told you when you were here at the house, I got really hung up on that for a little while. And a friend of mine, Jake, he does the um, midnight on earth podcast. Nice. Uh, he was like, dude, the pie is infinite. Nobody's taking your piece of the pie. There's infinite pie out there. So, <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about your numbers. Don't worry about, you know, if somebody else gets a guest that you wanted or whatever that that's you should be happy for them because they're living their dream. They're not taking anything away from you. And that was really good advice for me. I needed to hear that at the time. And just the fact that that there's infinite pie out there. And if you do what you're passionate about, it's going to come to you. It, it's the law of the universe. It's, it's reciprocity. It, you're putting out your love out there and that love vibrates back to you in however you want it to manifest back. You're putting your time, talent, creativity, and energy into this thing and throwing it out to the universe to see what bounces back to you. And I'm telling you, you guys, you're going to be fucking amazed at what happens. It's going to blow your minds. And I also want to throw out too, if you need help, let me know. I, I don't know everything, but I know some stuff now. I know some, I know, I know some things this. about doing this just from doing it. So if you run into something and you need help, just hit me up, man. I, I'm here. Thank you, thank you so, so much. much. Yeah. You guys are you guys are so wonderful. Mel, thank you so much for for saying that. That that really meant a lot to me. And like I I mean, I think I've told you guys already, but like we we've been emulating your show. And like I don't want it to seem like we're trying to copy you or anything, because that's not our intent, but like we we just love the vibe and the energy that you guys bring. And 
how open and authentic and vulnerable you are. And like when we heard that mm-hmm. and when we were trying to kind of come up with our own platform, we were like, we want to do it like them because what they do is like fucking awesome. The way they cover their community is great. So like whatever we're doing now is directly from you. Just like our music mm-hmm. is from like the dead's music. It's like we're we're pulling inspiration from your platform. For, we're to, happy to, to, we're happy to do that you're that is, well not that. even flattering like they're good like you, because mm. you can't be us you're not us you're no, you guys only, so mm-hmm. like if you can use anything that anything to help make your art or your platform or your people that is amazing and that's that's recycle reduce reuse you know like it's just bringing it out there and using yeah like it's we love that we love that you're doing that continue to do your and then we gave encouragement to you guys that that means the world to hear that and plus i want to go back to the very beginning thank you for what you said about my voice wes (laughs) (laughs) it makes me feel a little bit better about it oh so before we take off will you guys um tell our listeners where they can find you and then we'll do the same yeah any closing any closing this is the thing we're the worst at Social social media platform has a different like slightly different thing so for instagram Mm -hmm. it's almost familiar pod for facebook it's almost familiar and if you want to email us we're almost familiar podcast at gmail.com so each one is a little different (laughs) and you're on all the the platforms with all the things and spotify's and apple oh yes we're yeah we're on spotify on the internet yeah um couple others too but we're all on all the major platforms just not soundcloud or youtube but okay so could you guys tell us where our listeners can check out no simple roads yes i will uh you can follow us on all social media platforms at no simple road because nobody else had that handle and we were super lucky so at (laughs) one step shop baby yeah um i am i am we are most active on instagram so if that's your jam come follow us over there Mm. uh if you listen to the show and you like it, please remember to subscribe to it, man. Like that is huge for us. And uh, you can go to www.nosimpleroad.com and find out all the other stuff. There's like No Simple Road merch and and uh, pictures and memories, memories and dads, whatnot. Things that make me sad when I see them, and you guys will like it. And you know, <laughs> stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, there's nothing on our calendar. We usually have a running calendar. Like, hey, you can see it. You can. We'll we be can at meet this up. festival. We can meet up and dance right. at Summer Meltdown. So, you know, this, the, I, I fucking had to take the calendar down. Ugh. Yeah, that, Ooh, that was a tough. painful son of a bitch. And just there's yeah. just a little paragraph there. We'll be back. Like, kind of like every well, band's website. You guys, I want to do this again. Yeah, yeah. This was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And on top of that, I would like genuinely, we're on like a priatus for pretty lights outside of pandemic as well. But when that dude is back, if he's in the Northwest, I, you guys have to come. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. I already we're wanted there. to see him, but now yeah. you've, you've, you've underscored you've made, it. You've yeah. made the cell. <laughs> and if they, Apple, yeah. you, you are by my side, Apple. We'll <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. He's really I'm great. a skipper myself. Oh, really? <laughs> if he so plays fun. back East sometime and, and we want to come out there, I'll, too. I'll go out to see it and we can all go together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we will be there for your first show. I will not miss that. Okay. We got to, we got to, we got to plan. You got a date. We got a we can indoctrinate you into PLS. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys. We love Thanks you. So I'm going to take a quick picture. Yeah. yeah. All right. Ta da.
Thank you. Thank you so much, Aaron. I'll be in touch with you about okay. all of, you know, schedule stuff. Yeah, but yeah. thank you so much again. And Have a you great rest of your day. Everybody. Serious, thank you man. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, guys. Hey, you guys keep your heads up, all right? <laughs> you too. <laughs> you, yeah. Stop Bye. recording. I'm going to find that button. tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com/dmb. Thanks Relics. Hello everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.